Hello, Mr. Joe Bob Briggs. How are you today? Uh, I'm exhausted. Why are we doing this? Because we have a strong work ethic. <laughs> okay. Aw. Uh, so I guess I should preface and let people know that um, this is the very end of Frightmare Weekend. My very first Frightmare, your second one. Yeah? Well, I was the uh, host of the very first Frightmare Weekend in uh, t- 14, 13, 14 years ago. This is number 14. That was number one. So I guess it's 13 years ago. And it was just at a little convention center in in Grapevine, Texas. You know, they called it a convention center. It was just a, like a little, a, a, a little like hotel ballroom almost. Well, I mean, isn't that what it is still? Well, yeah, but there's just millions of people here. <laughs> this was just completely overwhelming. And they come from all over the country. And it's a weird one because... You know, you just—it's at the airport. It's at the airport hotel, so you just—you just fly. I know it's—it's it's very strange. It's literally like at the airport, although not as at the airport as I thought. I thought like <laughs> I got lost. We yeah, going to that, but I thought you like—I don't know—go down the terminal and there it is. <laughs> Why is the hotel not just here? But anyway. yeah, I never talked to so many people in such a short time in my whole life. That's why. You know, if I sound a little drunk, I am drunk from from the whole weekend. Drunk from love. Because you started off, like, we both came in a little under the weather. Yeah. But we prevailed. And yeah. you were awesome. You you were on your feet, like, all weekend and just, like, on and being, like, baller, man. Props. <laughs> <laughs> well, um... Uh, the, I've, I've been to, I've been to horror cons before, but I've never been to one where there's so so much intensity uh, and so many uh, so so many people who are so glad to see you as they Aww. are at this one. I know I I am so happy I was here to see this. Like uh, I just heard so many great Joe Bob stories and what you've meant to everyone growing up, and I don't know, it's adoration all day for you. <laughs> well, I like hearing people's stories. Uh, you know, I can't take credit for the stories, but, <laughs> but, uh, well, you brought people together, I guess. Yeah. Um, it's interesting to me that everyone watches the show. What uh, all three of my shows that I've done now, uh, people watch the shows with another person. And so they always remember that person. And so the show is associated with their, their dad or their uncle Aww. or their sister or their, you know, and um, in some cases, it's a person that has now passed away, and yeah, so they come and they want to—they want to get something <laughs> signed, and it's sort of like bittersweet Aww. because because it reminds them of the person that they used to share the show with. So it's—I—I uh, I, I don't want to get into detail, but I saw one that literally brought tears to your eyes, man. It was—it was so sweet, and and that he was just so happy for you to sign yeah. his dad's book. I don't know. It was just a, a moment. <laughs> so um, yeah, it's amazing that. Um, that uh uh you know a tv show about essentially silly things <laughs> you know can make so many people so happy and I, i'm glad that it does so i love how seriously people take the breast count that was like the <laughs> number one question tell me sir yeah <laughs> how uh, do you yeah, determine your breast <laughs> <laughs> i did the panel and uh oh yeah somebody asked in there too didn't they they ask in the panel. Oh yeah, my God, they they wanted to know exactly how the breast counts are done, and you know, like, like, 
like like that like that's a thing like there's there's a there's a breast count authority somewhere who checks to see <laughs> that you're doing it right you know and so well, they did call you out on friday night you got one movie i can't remember they what called was me out this, just this last week exactly said, it was something said, you got uh, off yeah they said uh, oh yes you know, we henry counted, we counted four breasts you said there were only two we thought there were four breasts in this movie yes and they well, were right I guess they were right. It's like I I think I was I was not uh willing to count breasts on a dead woman. That oh, seemed so kind counts. of that seemed kind of that seemed, seemed kind of bizarre. Picture <laughs> so. you're watching this movie when you're like 10. You see those boobs, they're going to count. You know what I mean? Oh, man, so okay. it counts. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, yeah, so the 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 fans were right. There were four breasts. Two of them were on a dead person. But anyway. <laughs> so um, are you going to update your Henry totals now? I doubt it. What? <laughs> oh, man, uh, that's wrong. I lost a level of respect for you. I, I tell you what, I'll, I'll do an asterisk and put a parenthesis. Ah, and, I will and, accept and, that. And, and, exchange, and, and explain the two differing views of the breast count on I Henry. I will absolutely accept that. Thank you. <laughs> okay. So, um, so we're finishing up Frightmare. That's awesome. But uh, I also want to point out that in my Snapchat stories, that it is our one-year anniversary from the very last time we podcast. Literally today. Yeah, that's like why the first we're doing- time we podcast. Yeah, that's why that's why we're doing this, right? Because it's the one. An- I mean, it's the anniversary of the of the first uh, it's- of the first podcast where. Um, I suggested that maybe you should be the male girl, and you, know, and you like, became the male girl. And then like, we've we've gone through so many things since then. Like I know, because like, uh, uh, we had the marathon, and then uh, uh, we. Uh, um, I don't think we've done a podcast since uh, the two marathons in the fall. So, oh yeah, because the last so, one I did was to kind of help promote that was coming out was my intention. Yeah. Um. So yeah, God, I guess we do have a lot to cover. So, so I was point out like in my Snapchat, there's this like you were just at this little tiny con with like two people and it was adorable and I was there in my like Joe Bob rules <laughs> and then like flash forward to like a year later and it's like a mob that's true we were in Port Orchard Washington <laughs> I was I was uh, hosting the Port Orchard Film Festival <laughs> and uh, there Shout weren't out. that many people who came to it and uh, it, lost. it was it was a very uh, uh, it, it was just this really small town um, on Puget Sound and um where i just happened to you, live and you showed up um and you uh, uh you showed up at a comic book uh store yeah it was free was, comic book day and you're signing was doing there a signing i'm not gonna not be, i'm not gonna not go there are you kidding me <laughs> and uh yeah and so that's where we did the first podcast but um and but, i was high and we watched pet cemetery too i remarked how I didn't know your habits at the time, so I didn't know you were hiding. I was but... hiding. I think I was like literally vaping, like right next to you. You're just really? oblivious. Okay. Yes. <laughs> well, um, anyway, we we, uh, um, w- we you know what we haven't talked about is that we did the uh, we did the uh, um, um, dinners of death uh, marathon in in Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. which was our first marathon after the break the internet marathon, and. Um, uh, what people don't know is that two days before that aired, um, we thought we were going to lose. Uh, oh, are the we hills allowed to talk eyes. about this now? <laughs> yeah, the hills have eyes uh, because 
there was a rights problem. Uh, we thought we had the rights to it, and that company had given the rights to somebody else, or it was unclear who had oh, the rights. Man. It was and, so disappointing. And you saved the day. You <laughs> single-handedly saved Aww. the day. You went to the producer's house I did. in L.A. and <laughs> bearing gifts. And, 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 and hounded his ass. And hounded him <laughs> until he agreed to like accept a cash payment so that we could show the Hills Have Eyes and I'm have Michael Berryman on. So freaking uh, glad that worked out. Yeah. they we were like were, last minute, we'll just show Madman instead. Actually, like, no. Shutter had already <laughs> given up. Uh-huh. And uh, they were going to show Madman. And... Uh, uh, and we, we were like, no, and we have Michael Berryman. You're like, we're, we have to switch out. And I was like, wait, what? That's it's not true. happening. It's literally, true. I think it was like literally during our last podcast or like That's before. Right. You it were was the like, only no. true believer. You were the only true believer. I knew and we you, had to have the Berryman thing. Like he was you, too and cool. And you said, we have to make this happen. And you went and made it happen. And so... Aww. So that was great. It was a great interview, and I'm so glad it worked out, and it raised money for wolves. So that's true. And then, a and, then you, and then you brought the Michael Berryman doll to the Michael Berryman interview, and he was so and, happy. And he was happy to sign it, <laughs> and uh, we were going to put it on the set, and and uh, uh, and and you said, well, let's you know, Michael loves wolves. Let's give it to wolves, and so. Um, it turns out there's a up, lot of wolf fans out there. <laughs> there are a lot of wolf fans, and we got an we got a tweet from a fan who said, "Well, maybe you don't know this, but um, Hurricane Michael just hit this I wolf know. preserve in Florida, and uh, they need a lot of help." And the, so we decided, okay, well, we'll we'll auction it off to the Seacrest Wolf Preserve, and we thought we'd get a couple of hundred dollars, mm-hmm. and we got. Um, almost, Over a thousand. Uh, yeah, almost eleven hundred dollars for for um, for the wolves at Seacrest. My goal was three hundred. I would have been really I, happy. <laughs> <laughs> and I think when they got the, uh, I think when they got the money, their their initial response was, "Where the fuck did this come from? We don't quite <laughs> yeah. understand. We don't quite understand what this is, you know." And uh, you know, but then they figured it out, and they were they they were very they've been they've very been really nice. Sweet. And, and the contest winner is amazing. We just saw her in Charlotte. Together. That's true. Uh, Liz Thurston of Reedsville, North Carolina, was, was the person out. who was the person who uh, bought the Michael Berryman and doll. And she brought him into auction. Charlotte to hang out with us and, at your redneck show. That's true. <laughs> and she did a superb job of sort of like. Oh, she's uh, been great. She's a get, great mom. No, she was like milking the bids. She you know she got oh. the bids up. Uh, uh, you know, she wasn't like. Well, I don't know that she was milking it. She was just so well, determined. Like this is mine. Like every she time wasn't somebody raising did. it. She was, but she wasn't <laughs> raising it a ridiculous amount. She was re- raising it enough that people stayed in. And well, that's how eBay works. I put yeah. it on eBay, so it just automatically yeah. does a, a minor bid until somebody outbid you. And then as soon as she got outbid, she's like, uh, uh-uh. uh, and yeah. she just went right back to it. It's like, yeah. okay, you won it, girl. <laughs> yeah. And so some of the people who said, well, you know. I would like to help the wolf preserve, but I don't really have that kind of money. Um, still, went ahead and donated, yeah, donated so something sweet. to the wolf preserve. So, and now every time we have a wolf movie, we uh, shout it out. We we shout <laughs> out the uh, Seacrest Wolf Preserve and put their URL up so people can give them money. So, uh, have you gone to their site? There, and there were people. Wolves. There were people today <laughs> who came and gave me some uh, wolf stuff. Yeah, uh, from. It's amazing how far reaching it uh, is. Seacrest Wolf Preserve. Yes, yeah. I know. It's so amazing. We have to go to Seacrest Wolf Preserve I'm at some point. I'm fucking serious. We I want like, you so bad. We got broadcast something from Seacrest yes, Wolf Preserve. Yes, are you kidding Preserve. me? Yeah. Some of the wolves are so beautiful. I want to pet them. 
Oh, I don't think you can pet the wolves. <laughs> I think you can. I think that's the point. Really? Yeah, you go and you pet the wolves. I don't think you touch the wolves. I bet I you do. I'm going to look that up. Okay. <laughs> they're not. They're like, you know, I they, they have little, maybe there's like two of them that you can, not all of them or something, but they have pictures on their site uh, okay. of like tour groups and they're like petting these giant wolves. All right. Well, um, anyway, so the, <laughs> the Dinners of Death uh, marathon was saved. <laughs> by you, uh, I'm sure it would have been wonderful anyway, but I'm glad we minute. got to do that. And then we, and then we had the uh, uh, Christmas marathon, and you were on the side of the people who said we should show traditional Ugh. Christmas horror movies. Yeah, man, I still am. <laughs> and instead, we chose to do a four all movie phantasm, phantasm all the time marathon, <laughs> which I have to admit, you know. I don't think I would ever do that again because <laughs> it's really hard to watch four Phantasm movies right in a row. It was a ballsy choice. Uh, but, <laughs> oh, ballsy. But, but people <laughs> stayed it? with us. People stayed with us through through that. And um and then we ha- and then we started our uh, our series in in uh, the last week week in March. And um and um we still haven't been canceled. Not, we've done knock like, on wood. Let me do that. Yeah, we've Don't done worry. like six. <laughs> we've done like six weeks of uh, double features, and um, and uh, only nine are promised. Uh, we haven't done anything to get canceled yet. Ah, so <laughs> where's wood, man? There we go. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, I I uh, I feel like uh, wow, lot lots happened in the past year. It really, really, really has. And it's been amazing. I'm so happy to be on this crazy little journey with you. And you've, <laughs> come, and you've come to some of my shows where um, people just come out of the woodwork. You never know who you're going to see that will show up at one of my shows. Uh, you know, and, and probably the best one of the year is the one you came to in uh, Charlotte. Woo! It was awesome, <laughs> man. Uh, it was in a... What do you call that play? It was in a warehouse that like had been turned into an art gallery, and they had folding chairs and a tempor- <laughs> temporary movie screen, and uh, and a temporary stage, and uh, there was something about. They had food trucks outside. Yeah, and and, and the promoters had sent people to like Florida to bring back. Oh um, yeah, they'd made a run down to yes. down to Florida to bring back Lone Star. So like they were so, serving, Lone so they Star. could serve Lone Star, and. Uh, and you you did this. You, you arranged for Sir Purr. Hell yeah. The mascot of the <laughs> Charlotte uh, uh, Panthers uh, to come to, the, come to the event. Dude, that was the greatest decision I've ever made <laughs> to make that work out. Like, I and didn't forced, know if it would be annoying or not. to put on all this uh, uh, Sir Purr uh, merchandise. Dude. And uh, thus, one of the greatest pictures of you ever was born. So, and, you're uh, welcome. <laughs> any, anyway... <laughs> Uh, the shutter crowd really turned out and the shutter crowd really turned out for, for Texas Frightmare too. I yeah. mean, uh, sometimes it's just like the right weekend and then just, they all show up in the same place and it's scary. It's scary when all those shutter people all show up in the same place. It's kind of surreal to be like, Oh, here's this person I've been tweeting with a hundred million times. And then it's like, Oh, hi, there you are in person. Yeah. And a I'm lot of them, tweet, a lot know? of them I know from Twitter, but I don't recognize them. Uh, yeah, because you know, like profile pictures and stuff. You know, like you're, the you're profile used to that. pictures are always wrong. They're always they. It's well, never, a lot of times they're just you know nothing, like a picture of Pinhead or something. Well, you know? that's true, but um, or, uh, but uh, it, it, it's it's great that they want to show up and 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 talk and and meet 
meet us. Um, and uh, I mean, it, it's like I, I really think we have a better one-on-one uh, relationship with our fans than I've ever had in my career. Aw, that's amazing. Yeah. Did you used to do cons and stuff when Monster Vision was on? Um, not really so Did much. Cons I mean, first, back then? well, first <laughs> of all, that's a good question because cons weren't so big, especially horror cons. There, there were there were science fiction cons, yeah, like would, Star Trek and right? comic cons, <laughs> and they would they would sort of fold horror into that. You know, it would be part of that, but there weren't like uh, uh, really horror conventions in a big way. Uh, during the days of Monster Vision or during the days of uh, uh, the movie channel. Um, you know, Star Trek started all that. Yeah. You know, the first conventions were Star Trek conventions. That's so. how I became a Star Trek fan because, like, it was, like, an advertisement for a Star Trek convention in Charleston. And I was, like, a convention where people just, like, dress up and be nerdy? I don't care what it is. I'm going. I'd never watched Star Trek. And so I'm like, wow, this is amazing. I love Star Trek now. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that's... Uh, there was no other choice. It's that like, developed that was the only con. Into, that <laughs> developed into sci-fi conventions, and then that developed into Comic-Cons, and then that developed into... Um, cons every other day now. <laughs> yeah, horror cons. I mean, there's there's a there's a horror con just about every week somewhere. There was at uh, least three going on this week. <laughs> yeah. And um, so... That's amazing. What a different world. Yeah, so, um, uh, but I, I still say, you know, um, our fans are the best. I mean, I, I've never had fans like this. Uh, you know, I'm I'm not really doing anything different than I did <laughs> 20 years ago or 30 years ago. Um, but, um, boy, do they appreciate it more. I mean, boy, do they... Do they or tell me about it more and, and interact with me more? Maybe they just can reach you. What's that? Maybe they just can reach you more easily now. Maybe they're always. Well, that's like that. true. They can. They can. Uh, I know. They can, re- they, they can reach me more instantaneously. <laughs> exactly. I guess. Exactly. Yeah. I would have been like, if we had all the technology stuff that we we had now, I would have been tweeting you every day. If I found out you were appearing at a con, I would have been there in a second. But as it was, I was just in my little room watching Monster Vision, like. Joe Bob's cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, I answered all my mail even back in the 80s and 90s. I uh, know. You're uh, freaking amazing had, for that. People still saved it. They're amazing for doing that. A people lot of people have, save the letters. Yes. From, and they're the like posting them. Yeah. Like letters from, wow, that's amazing. <laughs> I think I would have freaked if I got a letter back from you too, so I understand. Well, anyway, the, you, <laughs> you've been a big part of it. You've, you've really... Uh, uh, except you know you've 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 kind of become like you've you've kind of become my foil on the <laughs> show. <laughs> you you started feeling your oats at some point. I mean, you, if you got a different opinion, you got to speak up, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you know, we're not showing Hogzilla, so oh, we are showing Hogzilla. No, do we want to get this? Hogzilla. I freaking you need to stop right now because you know we're showing Hogzilla. <laughs> I'm working my ass off to get Hogzilla finished so that we can show it. So we're going to show I it. Can't, I can't believe you, you're actually getting in the. See, I thought it was finished years ago, and then you tell me it's not finished, so you're going to finish it. Yes, you know, exactly. That's, that's the story that's of Hogzilla. Level, that's a level of dedication that we could do without. You know? <laughs> And the people need it. You should have seen when we thought it was just like this finished movie that if we could get a copy, we could show. Like so many people are helping out. So I feel a responsibility now that we have uncovered the secret of Hogzilla, which means 
it just never actually got fully finished. There were some effects uh, oh problems, and the editor died, and it just like so. Anyway. Oh my god! The editor died because he watched Hogzilla. That's not nice <laughs> at all to say. <laughs> anyway, so the only thing keeping us from seeing this amazing Joe Bob meets giant pig action flick is that I have to do a little bit of editing work. Then fuck yeah, I'll do that shit. So we're gonna watch Hogzilla, man. My goal is like by the end of June oh to say god. to present to you and say, Joe Bob, I have Hogzilla. Let's yeah. do this. Uh, and what do you think that's going to do? I think it's going to happen. <laughs> I think that will take it to the people and you will have no choice. <laughs> oh, God. The public outcry is too strong for Hogzilla. Okay. And then you, you're also on this Halloween 3 kick. Yeah. You're, like, you're determined to make me rewatch Halloween 3. Right? Well, you're just so fucking wrong. It's sad Halloween how 3, wrong you are. It has no Donald Pleasance. It has no Jamie Lee Curtis. It has no Michael Myers. It has... None of the elements that make Halloween great. Yeah, but it's still a great movie on its own. They just tried something different. Take the name Halloween off of it, and it's fucking rad. Well, why do they call it Halloween if they're going to know this? You're a fucking film historian because they were trying to do their little. What are those things called? Anthology series where they had a different stories that at Halloween every time. Well, the time. first two movies were the exact same movie, and so... And that's when they devised it. He didn't... He uh, John Carpenter got... Uh, he didn't like the audience actually rooting for Michael Myers, so he wanted to get away from the Michael Myers formula. Really? Yeah. Well, I, really, I kind of thought that second one al- was almost a little better than the first one. I kind of agree there. And so on the third one... You would think they, they could go to a whole new level. They did, just in a different way. They oh killed like a million kids. That's fucking hardcore. That's a whole nother level. Oh Michael God. Myers killed what? That's a good six thing? Six people. Okay. I mean, a scary movie? That's fucking, that's scary, man. Well, anyway. We're going to show it. Uh, We're going to There's this whole cult for Halloween 3 colon season of the witch <laughs> <laughs> that... That has developed. I would say it's developed in the past just five years. I mean, there was no big outcry for Halloween three. I think we kind of all just discovered that, like the people that liked it, just never really like. Oh, I like it, and we, I guess we kind of just assumed it was one. I, I my personal experience is that I assumed when people talked about Halloween, they meant they liked all of Halloween. And I just started learning that they didn't, like, Season of the Witch didn't count them as a Halloween film. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> That's possibly, the se- it's the second best <laughs> of Really? Halloween the second TV. best? What's the first best? H2O. H2O. I love H2O. It's so good. Oh, uh, that's the best of all the Halloween movies? Yes, it is, and I stand by it. Oh, wait, well, you're not even counting the first two, huh? Oh, I'm yeah. counting them, but they just aren't, they didn't make the cut. <laughs> oh my god you, boy, you have this you know it's you know what it is it's binge watching you do this binge watching you know and I, and I have to remember when I saw all these movies <laughs> you know from from the theater and so yeah. and so I've never binge watched a series and mm-hmm. so I don't have the, the 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 ability to to compare them as well as you do but so. hello you can now I know. when was the last time you watched Halloween 3 Years and years and years ago. Years, like decades? Yeah. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> your point is invalid then you have to rewatch it with me and i tell wrote me about what... it at the time yeah I mean, okay I... so you've given it two different ratings so you're too just, you're just like austin jennings the director of the, of the <laughs> of last drive-in because he'll say to me rewatch it rewatch it joe bob and i'll rewatch it and i'll say okay it still sucks austin <laughs> okay but i think you're rewatching it alone with yeah. your already preconceived like man i'm gonna hate this burr, burr, burr. but if i'm sitting here like oh my god isn't it amazing you're going to see the amazing in it. I'm not sure you sitting there saying, oh, my God, isn't this amazing is going to make me feel differently about I the movie. I think it might. But also, uh, okay, so in one of your books, you gave it a half a star, correct? Yep. But on Monster Vision, you gave it two stars. Uh, well, that's interesting. I, mm-hmm. think, I think it's because I wasn't – I didn't want to diss any movie on Monster Vision uh, – you know, to that extent. Uh, but uh, you gave Howling 7 half a star on Monster Vision. Halloween 7? Howling. Oh, seven. Howling 7. Howling 7 is a cult movie that's great because it has a half star. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a little bit different. So uh, you lied to the people when you gave them two Howling, stars for Howling. Howling 7 is a wonderful movie to watch because it's so bad and it's but it, but it's so sincerely so bad. I honest I can't wait to watch. It. I just got a bootleg copy from like Bolivia. They'll be here in like a week. Okay. It'll be my first viewing and I can't Okay, wait. I will watch that one with you and you can say, "Oh, it's amazing. This is so amazing." <laughs> Well, I hear it has werewolf line dancing or something, right? It has, uh, yeah, it has really, really the worst line dancing you've ever seen in your life. But um, I'm from South it's, Carolina. It's a, it's a werewolf <laughs> musical. Um, it's a um, how can I describe it? It's a, it, it's a it's a it's a werewolf biker musical western kind of thing. Um, <laughs> I mean, right there, we're down. <laughs> but it's uh, uh, it's definitely one of a kind. The director was never seen again. The director was an Australian biker, uh, never seen again. Went to, went back to Australia. It killed the Howling franchise. Actually, I used to say it killed the Howling franchise. Exactly, and that somebody, bugs me. Somebody told me there's a Howling Eight. I told you today. Have you seen Howling 8? Howling 8's great. I guess you wouldn't technically. It's the eighth installment, so I call it Howling 8, but it's a reboot, I guess. Okay. Not really a no, remake. No, it's just called The Howling, right? No. It's a remake of the original Howling. It's a reboot, not a remake. It's like Twilighty version of Howling. Okay, but it's the but first it's ha- one. It's the first one. Yeah. It's not an. It's not. Okay. There's but it's no part Howling 8. Yet. It didn't kill it. It's still here. Oh, they didn't make Howling movies for 20 years. It's still not dead. It's like you saying Scream killed a slasher, which, good Lord, do not start on that right now. Do not. You do not have the energy to put you in your place as you deserve on that one. What? The, the death of the slasher? Yes, Lord. Stop. Let's just move on to the next subject. Well, if Scream didn't kill the slasher, then Scary Movie killed the slasher. Um, the slasher's still here. How many times do I have to explain this to you? Well, what do you call a slasher? Uh, a movie where a killer takes a knife and slashes people to death. Okay, the classic, the classic slashers. Uh, there's a classic period of the slasher, and it goes through through about 1995. Uh, that's what I'm talking about. But you can still make a slasher. Of course, right. you can make a slasher. You can still make a western. That doesn't mean we're in the period of the Western. Fine, but it doesn't mean somebody <laughs> killed off Westerns. 
It doesn't mean Scream killed slashers just because the formula changed. Well, no, Westerns kind of di- did die off. Yeah, Westerns, that, maybe. No. You have a yeah. better point with slashers. They're still here for sure. Especially yeah. if you count like indies and stuff. And I think that's more of what changed is just the the outlet of putting things out has changed. So there's many more and you don't hear about them as much versus when it was like, you know, bigger movies you had to go see in theaters. You notice them more, you know. I guess so, but you know when when they when when somebody makes a um, an homage to the '80s and they try to make a slasher movie today, they don't really do it right. True. It has a different it has a different feel to it and a different attitude. You know, overall attitude. They don't really go. They don't really dive deep into the sleaze the way they used to. That's true. Well, also, that's not even true either because there's just, it's so broad. You can definitely find movies that do that. Do they do it well? And do you want to watch it? Not necessarily, but I have personally been in terrible slasher movies where they have oh, sleeves. Yeah. I, I mean, forgot. Porn Shoot Massacre is a slasher movie, and I fucking had a three way with the midget in it. So, oh my God, you had a three way with the midget? Yes, what, I did. Just you and the midget? Uh, me, the midget, and was, another chick. Oh my God. And we were fighting to be the porn queen. That was a porn slasher? No, it's just called Porn Shoot Maskers. Before I ever even did porn, uh, I was pretending to be a porn star. Oh, wow. So, okay. so that exists, but you had never heard of it. That's my point. It's like they just kind of suck and disappear, and they're independent things that you never hear about. I did beach massacre fucking just, I do tons of shit. Just that's my point. Like, they exist. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> Moving on now. Yes. I don't know. I'm so tired. You got me riled up on oh, that. I told you not to go there. No, we're like, uh, we're like, uh, I'm, I'm a zombie. From oh, the okay. Weekend, so. I know. I know. I am too. I know. I wanted to ask you. Okay. You're so good. Like you do a million podcasts a day. Why don't you do your own? The demand oh, is there. No. I want it. The people oh, no. want it. Are we going back to that? I but seriously, look how easy panel. it is. No, I you said, didn't. I've never been able to do radio. I don't but you're do doing it right well. now. Well, I'm doing it with you. We're just having a conversation. That's what podcasting like, is. Well, no, it's a little bit more. I mean, it's <laughs> it like doesn't you have, have to, to be. It, you know? No, you don't. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> I, do this. I think you talk. have to produce it. You don't. You just talk off the top of your yes, head all you, day long. You, sir, can. <laughs> you absolutely can. You know, the only the only person I ever met who could do that was Christopher Hitchens. You know who Christopher Hitchens is? No he clue. Was this, he was this British writer that he could just he could just talk about the morning newspaper and everything was fascinating. In fact, sometimes he would just carry a New York Times to the uh, to the lectern. And he would say, "Okay, let's start with this article." <laughs> and he, would, he would talk about it, and you would still listen to him. But he was also always drunk, and I think that <laughs> I think that I think that that made him. <laughs> I think that that made him infinitely more entertaining. There are some people who are more entertaining when they're drunk. But you are just you, and you have a million stories, like a billion. That like you can just tell a different story every podcast. And yeah, but just I talk. tend to tell the same stories over and over again because I get asked the same questions over and over. Well, again. if you have and a podcast, you can tell your whatever story you want. <laughs> well, how am I going to do the last drive-in and my usual writing and a podcast? It's like podcast is talking. You can do it while to, you're taking a dump. and go to conventions <laughs> and and uh, do my live show and you know I gotta I gotta limit it at some point. Fine. 
But the people want us. If you ever get bored, please do it. I think the best use of my time is for us to work on the last drive-in and to do a really good job on that. Okay. <laughs> you corporate shill. No, no. <laughs> no, I, 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 no, I really believe that's, that's you the... You just said it so cutely. I had to mock that's you. That's the best show. That's the best show. <laughs> No, it's the best show that I can work on, you know. No, you were definitely, it's it's great. It's wonderful. But I just think podcasting is just such a no-brainer for you. I don't understand your hesitation, but it's okay. Aren't, aren't there 150 million podcasts? There I mean, are, but. The world doesn't need one more podcast. You, you know what? People listen to my podcast. At your shows, people come up to me and be like, I've done like fucking six nonsense episodes and toss them up and people are still like thank you for that it keeps me company during work or whatever and i'm like huh so like imagine what you could do with all your infinite talking wisdom well i'm on everybody else's podcast i was on the last podcast on the left and i was on yes yes i get it but yes guess what what you said that they all ask you the same stuff they're all the same stories well no some of them are better than others i was on what's the joe dante podcast uh the uh um, I was on that one, you know, the, uh, trailers from hell podcast. I was on, um, um, uh, James Rolfe's show. I was on Cinemasker. I was on, um, uh, you know, I've done a, I've done a lot of them and I think it's better for Mick Garris has one. I was on his show. Uh, I think we're allowed to say Jericho. You're coming out. Oh yeah, Chris Jericho, the the wrestler. I was on his podcast. Um, there are uh, a lot of the, podcasts in the world, huh? The, <laughs> yeah the uh, the uh, what's the one that Blumhouse does? Uh, uh, Shockwaves. Shockwaves. I've been on there that one okay. twice. You know, it's like uh, it's not like there's a dearth of podcasts that, that with my. <laughs> that, I just feel like you have a unique voice. But you also discourage me. Like I'm like, if you don't think that your voice is unique enough, why should I try to do it? Well, because you you have uh, you have this unique circle of of friends and acquaintances uh, that uh, that uh, uh... definitely with you. I feel like it's a law that like when we're hanging out, like we should try to pod because just there's so much. Joe Bob behind the scenes stuff that I wish everyone could see. So really, all these what, little chats. What Joe Bob behind the scenes really? stuff? Yeah. You want me to tell your behind no. the scenes secrets? No, I don't know what you're thinking of, but no. <laughs> <laughs> it's just adorable stuff that you do that if people could see, they would love, and just just the real you that's not just on camera all the time. I guess so. Like like right now, you're just literally just chilling and being yourself. So well, and know. I do it with you, and I get to chill, and that's pretty rad. Well. You you you've you've brought a lot of uh, of uh, I don't know you you bring sort of glamour to the show because you <laughs> well I mean because of your your experience and your L A you know if you say anything like, about red carpets I will punch you no you're like wired in L A you like know everybody in L A you, you know, know everybody in the world the, you've been around since like forever I don't know all these people you're like in LA. oh I'll give Stephen King a call tomorrow blah 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 oh, yeah but you like you know like David Arquette and and uh, and cool people like Crispin Glover and and uh, are these the cool and, people? Huh? Are these the cool people? <laughs> Seriously? Well, yeah, they're kind of the cool people, I don't you know, know, especially in our world. That's very debatable. Know? Okay, maybe maybe in our world. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, so 
you know, you, you've got, but, uh, okay. You've got so I hate bugging people though too. Like Barbara Crampton, oh, she's right there and she has permission. Like she's like, when do you want to pod? And like, I don't want to bother her. So I've never done it. You should totally do a podcast I know. And I brought this this weekend to like interview people. And I just, I hate bothering people, man. But I don't mind bothering you. So that's yeah, why I, I, yeah, I will Okay, That's why I've been anytime. on three times yeah. and you haven't done Barbara yet. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Because, you know, I respect her. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever done Felissa on your, uh, no. Felissa Rose? No. She's Felissa? never actually said yes. And I don't she want to bother her yes? by asking her again. <laughs> oh, she would do your show in a heartbeat. Aw. Yeah. I just, okay. How do people approach you without it bothering you? Like, because I know you get asked like podcast? every day. Yeah. Well, I tell them to put it in an email. I, I mean, I used to try to do every interview that people asked for, but it became too much. And so I, I can't really do it because I won't get my work done if I, um, if I do all these uh, podcasts. So... I ask them to put it in an email, and then I save them up for when we're setting aside time for podcasts, you know, which is usually right before we're going to launch a show or something. And so I'll spend a whole whole day doing podcasts or, so you or a whole two days. Them? So I, I'll call I, them back, yeah. So so that's what, like, I feel like I kind of need to nudge people. They're like, you know, let me know. Maybe sometime next week or whatever. And it's the nudging part. Like, if they called me and said, hey, let's do it now, I'd be like, sure. But the, the kind of, like, pinning people down, I'm not really comfortable with that. <laughs> no, we have a list of people who want to, who want to do the podcast with me. And um, and you called them. I, that's really nice. And there's, <laughs> there's a whole... You know, but there are periods of time where I just cannot do that. I just mm-hmm. cannot do it. It's just too disruptive to getting my work done because I'm basically a writer. And it's so, true. And so when you're a writer, you need all this alone time. And if you don't have the alone time, you get really, really far behind. And people in your, don't respect that. It's, in, it's in, like, in oh, you're work. sitting at home. You could do that. Yeah. <laughs> you're not doing anything. You, you know, be on this show, you know. And uh, it doesn't work like that. You got to like, you, you, you got to like be in a... In a boring room with with an uncomfortable chair, no looking at a looking at a blank screen, you know, and otherwise you won't get anything done. I'm amazed you can. That takes like a, <laughs> what's the word? Determination, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so. willpower. Let's say that it takes willpower to sit there and write. Well, that's mostly what I do. Yeah, so, good yeah. for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is there any other stuff we should cover? Wow. Um, I don't know. It's That's like, another uh, thing. How do you know when podcasts are over? Like, we could just stay here and chill for fucking ever and just be stupid. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, so ours is kind of unstructured. So how do we know when our conversation's over? I guess uh, I'm, I'm learning because you do so many podcasts. You teach me how to make mine better so that when i go in to interview these people well you talk to your audience you say you know hey people you know uh uh, uh let me know who you'd like to have me interview oh no so many people me... have suggestions but like what do you do once you have them that's like do you like then, when people bring you, in a list of questions then you email you email to those people and you say my fans uh, have have uh uh uh, are you're very popular with my fans and they're asking me if I can get you on the show. Yeah, no, getting people's not the problem. It's like once you do how to handle it. 
Oh, how to handle it? Yeah. Well, like, you just you just get some some way to talk to them that you can you know uh, review their like career. I, I don't want to ask the, exactly. Like I don't ask Barbara Crampton the same questions about her career. You know what I mean? Like I I want it to be different and real. Like I don't know. Have you ever seen the the video I did with Jill Sholin, for example? No. So like I, she was one of the first people I ever interviewed just because I loved her and she was next to me. And I was like. I don't do interviews, but I would love to interview you. So I started just doing YouTube interviews and she started talking to me like she, we had an amazing conversation. Like I have hours of footage. Like I didn't even post where she's talking about like divorce and like, just, um, I don't know, just really like girl power, just tons. Like we talked about popcorn for a minute. I thought it was all going to be all popcorn all the time. Yeah. Um, but it just got really personal and stuff. So it's just, I think it's much better when you can, ask questions that are not typical but also at the same time like she volunteered that information like i said so tell me about when you broke up with brad pitt and your heart was broken and et cetera, et cetera. you know it's like yeah uh, well I don't, you don't know what people are comfortable with i guess yeah well you just have to um uh you know some people i mean some people are just gonna be you know very like naturally do that yeah. And some people and, will naturally just want to talk about their career. Right. right. And where do you, you think you to, are? Where do I think I am? Yeah. Are what you, does that mean? Do you like talking about personal or do you like it better when they are like career retrospective? I don't really like talking about myself at well, all. Why really. do you go on a podcast? Well, because that's what, because the, 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 the fans and the, and the, you know, the, when we're promoting a show, you know, that's what they want. Just to get your voice out there. They want to hear from me and they want to hear, you know, that's, that's, um, uh, they want a more personal, uh, connection than just, uh, you know, a guy on a screen talking to him. That's why I think it'd be great for you to do podcasts, but whatever. (laughs) And so, so, um, but I find it's like a, a little bit exhausting to talk about yourself all the time and not entirely healthy. And so that's what you do when you're on all these podcasts, like two or three, four days in a row, talking about yourself over and over and over mm-hmm. again. You know, it's not good. It's not a good thing for your head. <laughs> if you had a podcast, who would you want to interview? Oh, if I had a podcast? Well, it depends on what the podcast was about. But if it was, if it was. Um, it's the Joe Bob podcast. Well. It's about nothing but what you want to do. You mean about movies? You know, Whatever movie is your interest. Would uh, you, it would not be movie people? Well, I have a lot of interests. It would be movie people. I mean, uh, it would, I, I would, uh, you know, the, uh, the guy, um. His his name is um, his last name is Russell. He's the master distiller at Wild Turkey. You know he's been the master distiller at Wild. Are Turkey you fucking kidding like, me? What you need to do this? I, I, there are a million podcasts that nobody is interviewing. The I would love to master distiller. That guy. I mean, do this. Yeah. He's been. I think he's been a master distiller for like sixty five years. I think he's in his eighties, and he's been the master distiller at Wild Turkey for sixty five years, and. Um, uh, they say that he can like go to the rick houses on the on the hill overlooking the uh Tennessee River or Kentucky River and um uh and he can say you know that those barrels on the third floor you have to turn them one week early because the sun hits that part of the rick house 
at a certain angle when it comes over that hill over there. And so we turn them one week early because, and he knows all this stuff from decades and decades and decades of how to make the whiskey perfect, you know, which I, I, I like to use him as an example of, you know, these guys that, you know, just like learn about whiskey on the internet and, and then open a craft bourbon <laughs> sh- sh- oh, thing yes. and, and with, a, with a gift <laughs> shop in, the, the, in, in downtown Akron or whatever. It's like, I'm sorry, you're not going to match this guy. You're never going to match this guy's knowledge of, of how to do whiskey, you know, and um so guys like that, I mean, I, that I, is I like 2, people. percent what you should be doing. I like people that are <laughs> passionate about um, their work, you know, whatever the work is. If they're a waiter, you know, but they're passionate about being a waiter, you know, um, or, um, you know, whatever they do. I, I did a book on satellites and... I I I I, t- I talked to all these engineers. Well, I'd never met any engineers in my life, and um, and and I I developed this appreciation for, um, you know, truly great uh, uh, engineering minds. You know, and they they don't ever get any credit for anything that they do, but um, you know, think uh, people like that that are that are sort of uh, uh, not appreciated. Um, uh, or, 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 you know, uh, uh, should be appreciated. People are passionate about what they do. So you're passionate about what you do. You know, you would be, a, you would be a good guest. I was actually thinking that when you were saying it, it's like, I'm yeah. quite passionate, but except it's related to you. So probably not as interesting to interview <laughs> as the whiskey distiller. Well, no, you've been passionate about, you know, the various things you've done in your career and, and you're, you're passionate you know, you told me one time about being passionate about a Charlie Band movie that you were involved in. I was you know? so excited. Are you kidding me? I, oh, yes. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Ugh. What was it? Evil Bong? It was Evil no, Bong. No, it was it, my first time ever on a, a full moon set was for Puppet Master. And oh. Lord, Lord. Puppet Master. My okay. heart could not take it. But was, you were involved with it, right? Yeah. You were in it or something. Yeah. Well, I, I ended up having like the sliver of a part that got... But I didn't even care. Like I was, they dressed me in a German Nazi. It it was a Kickstarter thing, and they were running late, and I kind of just volunteered. I was supposed to get killed by Blade twice and get yeah. naked, but they just it just wasn't working out. And I was like, I don't care. Like I was very happy to be on set. Like let's make all the Kickstarter people happy. It's all good. That's why they brought me back for like Evil Pong or whatever. Yeah, well, yeah, well, things that you're passionate about, and and you know, I'm very you're passionate more, about you're, the driving. In fact, of sure. all the people I meet in the in the in the area of pop culture, you are more passionate about pop culture than most of the people that I know. That's you know? hard to believe. Yeah, no, <laughs> because you you because you you're not just movies. You're also um, uh, gaming and television. And uh, cartoon animation <laughs> and uh, all these different aspects of pop culture and porn. And, <laughs> and, uh, I am passionate about my porn, sir. <laughs> and and, uh, um, and uh, these are all things that are like, you know, uh, that mainstream culture sort of uh, puts, puts on a, this, the uh, lower level of, of, uh, of culture. But you've done deep dives into all those areas, <laughs> and you know all those uh, all those fields. You you often know more about the uh, the movies than I do. So, 
You know, that's that's very wow. impressive. I want to I want to just cut that clip out, and I'm going to be playing <laughs> it. That's my ringtone when you call. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. It's true. You know, um, whatever you uh, um, uh, whenever whenever you decided to. Uh, moved to LA you brought this you know vast knowledge of all these uh, of all these aspects of pop culture with you oh thank you sir but okay so just going back to your bourbon guy for a minute yeah but why would you not do that like okay if I could set up interviews for you so like all you had to do is literally get on the phone and interview the bourbon guy and then I did all the rest of the podcast would you do a podcast like that so I you, would if I had time, but, but I don't have saying. time. But that's what I'm saying. If I do I, all that as your assistant. No, I, st- I still wouldn't have time to do it. I, I have to oh, do the right. last drive-in and I have I to know, do my writing. I know, but that would be and... so interesting. <laughs> and there's all these large gaps. Like our show ends in like three weeks. There's going to be a long gap. We're going to yeah, miss you, Yeah, what people sir. don't understand is the research for these shows takes forever. Okay, but in the meantime, we want to hear you interviewing Wild Turkey, dude. No, I'm doing the research for the next shows. <laughs> You can take an hour out of your day. Oh, anyway, one day right. I'm going to convince you. You you you're, you should, you know, run run with the podcast thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that I know what to ask Wild Turkey Man. <laughs> you uh, can you can use me as a puppet. You can be my puppet master. <laughs> all right. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much for talking to me. Is All there right. any like parting words you want to say? We have to do this. We have to do this every year. Oh, once a year. I wonder. Every, every year on this on this uh, weekend. May fifth, Cinco de Mayo. Yeah. Who knew? We'll do it. How did we not notice it was Cinco de Mayo last year? When we it was Cinco that? de Mayo, <laughs> and it was uh, it was the Kentucky Derby weekend. We can remember it that way too. And free so. comic book day is how I actually. And free comic it. book day. Yeah. <laughs> this is first Saturday of the month, man. Or of me. <laughs> okay. Any final thoughts? Anything about like the the rest of the series or anything? Uh, yeah. What are we allowed uh, to say? The the <laughs> the if, if we do if we do a season two, and I feel like we probably will. Um, there will be no Halloween three. Oh, that's not true. And, Don't lie to the people. And there will be no Godzilla. Godzilla. Hogzilla. Oh, see, you're putting that on record and like taking away hope. I, you say right now on record that there is a chance that I might possibly be able to convince you that Halloween three and Hogzilla should happen. You say might be able right to convince. Well, you wouldn't have to just convince me. Okay. You'd have to convince Shutter. Okay, there's a ch- Shutter. Okay, so there's possibility. That just I just have to talk people into it, right? Is it theoretically possible? Yeah. Okay. Because you just sat here and said, it's not happening as if it's absolute. But it's not absolute. That's on the record. It is not absolute. It's theoretically possible that Yay! you could pull it off. <laughs> theoretically possible. Come on. People want to see it so bad. Anyway, so what else were you saying? <laughs> That's it. That's it? That's it? Nothing? Yeah. No. Nothing about the rest of this season. Because that's just about next season. Oh, the rest of this season. Um, like any, I don't know. What's well, been your you know, we can't so we can't talk about the. I know, I know, we I know. can't talk about the titles, but uh, my favorite, some of my favorites that we've done this this year are. Um, uh, I, I'm I'm kind of fond of Demon Wind of the way we treated what? Demon Wind. You didn't like Demon Wind. I mean, just to pick that out of your favorite for the whole season so far. Well, I'm no, just the way we the way that. we dealt with it and. 
uh, with Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer because we had John McNaughton. Yeah, that was really good. And, um, you know... uh, Are you more proud of, like, your, your... Like, what makes a good show to you? Like what makes a good show to me is either it's a classic and we and we present it well. Like the film we're showing is a yeah. classic, or it's not a classic, but we do an uh, you know an interesting take on it. So um, I thought we did a pretty good job with the Changeling. Now mo- most people consider that a classic. Yeah, I don't really consider it a classic, but most people consider There's it a classic. There's an argument to be said for yeah. it. Yeah, um, and but we we. I think we we found things about it that most people don't talk about, you know. And we you, and we, and we did other every single we thing you directions. ever show, you do that. You bring new new elements that um, we hadn't thought of. I I'm especially proud of Wolf Guy because I think we rescued a movie that would have been uh, lost. Yeah, that was you know, amazing. That's a movie that uh, people in Japan don't care about at all. You know, oh. that's a movie that came out of the B-movie factories of Japan in the 1970s and uh uh you know and 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 it's just it's just kind of its own weird kind of wonderful. And uh That's accurate. And and we <laughs> and and we uh resuscitated it and uh made it relevant again i i remember watching the the tweets transform people were like what the fuck am i watching like this is terrible take it off to like holy shit this is the greatest thing i've ever seen like as they watched it through the night it was very interesting little transition and now i'm always getting like wolf guy tweets so that's pretty cool and then even though as you know, I'm not a fan of the movie. I like what we did with Chud because we <laughs> gave people on both sides their opportunity to to express their their Chud views. So don't you want to do that with Halloween three? We could. We'll definitely be doing that with Halloween. If we do <laughs> Halloween three, we <laughs> will say. definitely be be uh, asking people. You know what the fuck? Oh, maybe we could have a real actual debate with like points and stuff. Well, okay. <laughs> I don't know. It's a thought. There's just so many people that feel so strongly either way. Like you get people that love it and people that hate it just as much. Yeah, I guess. And and that makes that makes for a fun for a fun show. So Can I yeah. say that so far I've had the most fun with uh brain fart right now. What? Shunting. Oh, society. Society. <laughs> Well, yeah, that was very yeah. interesting. Yeah, that was uh, a lot of people were kind of like had their minds blown by society. They I'm weren't shocked. Expecting it I am shocked had not, by how had many not people seen it before. Right. I uh, I had forgotten that it got a very limited release in the United States. It was mostly seen in Europe, and so uh, even all these years later, when you know it's it's been out there, it's been accessible, but. Uh, most people had not seen it. That's and so, so hard for me to comprehend. Like it's just like a given. Like you watch society. <laughs> yeah, and uh, that's a good example. You 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 know the star of of uh, of that movie, right? Uh, you, no, I just had a crush on him. I guess. Oh, you like, had a crush cool. on him. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, you know the guy who was on Baywatch. Yeah. You don't know him? I thought you knew. No, him. Billy Warlock. Yeah. Please, I wish I did. <laughs> okay. That's the cool crowd, sir. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, anyway, the uh, uh, yeah, that's 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 an example of a movie that we sort of we sort of revived interest in. So that's that's a great thing. And your your tribute 
before Q. Like that was my tribute to Larry Cohen. Yeah, or, that was yeah. like yeah, that was touching. Yeah, Larry Cohen uh, uh, died right at the beginning of this of yeah. our season, and we didn't know like. Because we already had things prepared and yeah. how to change it. And we I think were already going to do tributes to Larry, and then yeah. uh, then he died. That's it was, it was so sad. I don't think anybody expected that because no one even knew he was sick. Well, on that happy note, okay, you have to say one more happy thing before you go. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, um, uh, I want to have another marathon. I do too. I, I, I want us to do another marathon because you know. I think people. Are I love the energy during a marathon. It's just so yeah, chaotic. it's just different. It's <laughs> just it's just different than the weekly shows. It's it's a better. It's uh, I Why don't know. It's more intense. Like it? It's more intense. Like they prefer the the weekly, right, Shutter? I think Shutter prefers the weekly. But um, Any reason that why? doesn't mean we can't talk him into a couple of marathons. Oh, yeah. Friday the thirteenth, man, we have to do something. Yeah, there's a Friday the thirteenth in September. We got to do yes. something. There. Yes, yeah. agreed. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That counts as hope. Yeah. Happiness. All right. Thank you, Mr. Joe Bob. All right. Thank you.